Hello there, my name is Heritage and you're welcome to this season of Poetry of Dust where we teach the word of God through psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. Join us in season two while we pursue communion, healing and transformation. Doxa Ice Doxa. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Psalm 27, verse 4. Now, King David was an addict and his drug was found in the presence of God. Every day he woke up with a need, with a yearning deep inside to be with God, to hear his voice and feel his touch. He knew that no matter where he went, no matter what he did, no matter where he fled, even if he ascended or descended, God would always be there. He found inexplicable peace and purpose in God, like the way one draws near to a bonfire when trying to escape the cold. That was the way David approached his God. He was aware of his omnipresent nature. And if there's anything I've learned in this life is that you can never truly run away from God's presence. God is everywhere, but he is not in everything. However, how often do we take advantage of his presence? Do we really utilize this privilege that we have of being able to go to him and fellowship whenever we want? To speak to him the way one speaks to a friend, to a lover. To feel the sweetness of him, feel his touch, and have our hearts burn the moment we hear him speak. As a child of God, one thing I have come to treasure are the intimate moments I spend with God in my secret place. There really is nothing like the love you feel when you are in his presence, and there is nowhere else that I'd rather be. I am God's temple. He lives in me. And so that means that whenever I reach for him, he is there. I'm sure a part of you is wondering, what really is so special about being God's presence? Well, let me explain as God enables me. Picture this. The presence of God is the great distinguisher. Just think about it. Whenever you hang out with a friend and you get really close and personal with them, eventually some of their habits begin to rub off on you. It gets to a point that people start to ask you, who have you been with? Something about you has changed. Now, in the physical sense, it could be in a good or a bad way. But in relation to God, you can trust that it will only be good. The Bible does say that we go from glory to glory. Doxa is doxa. So why do I prioritize being a person of God's presence? Because I know that the same heritage that takes a step into the cloud is not the same one that comes back out. This one is a new and improved version that radiates the glory of God for her whole world to see. When God walks into a room, steps into a place, not only is it holy, it becomes an atmosphere pregnant with infinite possibilities. Have you ever felt the tangible presence of God move around you and in you? It's indescribable, like a buzzing a vibrating, a rattling in your bones. And no wonder 
The Bible says that even the mountains melt like wax before him, that the hills skip like rams in the presence of God. And even if sometimes it doesn't evoke a visceral reaction in your body, your spirit knows. It can testify that something has changed. It is the hand of God upon a man. It is the presence of God within and around a man that distinguishes him. There are certain men and women of God that I admire. Whenever I look at them, I can just discern. I can tell that, yes, they have been with God. His glory is so tangible round about them, and there's such a weight resting upon them. You cannot help but gawk in awe. And it made me wonder, why? Why are they different? And then the Holy Spirit brought this thought to mind. People follow whom they like. These people were not just servants of God. They were his friends. They pleased him. God enjoyed being around them. And so because of that, he would keep following them around. God was even more addicted to them than they were to him. And that just wrecked me. Moses knew this, that without the presence of God, without the undisputable glory of God round about them, it would all be futile. There was no safety, no victory, no peace. And that is why Exodus 33 verse 14 is such a beautiful verse. It says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. I remember when I was reading the book of Exodus, studying the Israelite journey out of captivity and into the wilderness. I'm sure you've heard quite a few preachers mention how amazing and mind-boggling it is that for 40 years, 40, the Israelites were in the wilderness and yet their clothes did not wear out. Neither did they outgrow the sandals on their feet. I mused about this fact one day, meditating in my spirit about what that meant and what kind of experience that must have been for them. And I clearly heard the Lord say to me, in the presence of there is preservation. That's another byproduct of constantly being found in him, dwelling in and with him. Preservation. It doesn't matter how long. It doesn't matter the forces of the elements. Inside God, you are preserved. The Bible says that Moses went up to the mountain for 40 days and nights and ate nothing. You know why he didn't die? You know why when he came down, the Israelites couldn't bear to look at him. He had been in the presence of God which had not only kept him, but transformed him. As believers, as God's children, we cannot bear to be apart from God. No wonder the psalmist said in the first two verses of Psalm 16, Preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust. O my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord. My goodness is nothing apart from you. Apart from you, O Lord, I have no good thing. He knew that the goodness of his life could not be separated from God. He knew that the only one worthy of his trust, the only one capable of preserving his soul, his throne, his destiny, was God. I believe that that was David's secret. Intimacy with God. The more he stayed with him, the more he knew him. And the more he knew him, the more he loved him. And that love translated into love for himself and then to the people that he had called him to lead. Now, because he understood the enormity of that call, he kept going back. 
because he knew that only God could equip him, could train his fingers for battle and his hands for war. The presence of God was his great distinguisher. David called God the strength of his life, his inheritance. As long as he was in his presence, no matter what lots were cast, the boundary lines would always fall for him in pleasant places. David had heard God laugh. He had heard God sing. He had heard God instruct him in his heart day and night. He had also been on the receiving end of God's punishment. But through it all, he knew that he was on the right path. He was convinced in his heart. He was convinced that because he had chased and seen that the Lord is good, even his rebuke had to be holy and just. Even the pruning was for his benefit. You want to know why? Because David had moved from a place of knowing the works of God's hands to knowing his face. If David had solely loved God for what he could give him, the moment that trials, temptations, and storms came, he would have abandoned God. But that was not the case. David was in love with the person and presence of God. And in that presence, he was preserved. He was strengthened and transformed to carry out great exploits to fulfill destiny. That's the difference between the relationship that God had with the Israelites in the wilderness and the one that he had with Moses. Moses knew him face to face, but the Israelites only knew his hands. Beloved, God wants us to know him for ourselves. He wants us to drink from the fountain that flows straight out of him. It says in Psalm 36 verse 9 that with God is the fountain of life. And that when we are in his light, we see light. I like to interpret that last part as knowing the right path to follow. Nobody in their right mind would see a path bursting with light and then choose to follow a path of darkness instead. In God's presence, our spiritual senses are trained and honed to see light, to discern no matter what the world presents in front of us. In God's presence, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. That verse of scripture is something I have come to believe with so much ferocity. Because I have tasted it. And I want to live more and more in that reality. I want all of my senses to be dedicated to experiencing God. All that he is. When Moses asked God to show him his glory. It was because he knew that there was more of him to discover. He didn't want to see him part anymore. He wanted to see the fullness of who his God was, his Yahweh. He knew that the same God who had transformed him from murderer and stammerer into deliverer and prophet was capable of doing so much more. All that Moses needed was found in the presence of God. Beloved, all that we need, all we could ever want, all we could ever become, is found in the presence of God. Peace, joy, prosperity, purpose, love, knowledge, strength, empowerment, you name it. But it all starts from seeking him first. God is building a generation, looking out for a people that cannot bear to be apart from him, that invites him to come in with all he is and continue to wreck and transform them. God wants to dwell with you. So will you stay?
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Let the word of God dwell richly within you as you listen to this week's playlist. We know that you will be blessed. And also don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram at Poetry of Just Podcast and Twitter at Poetry of Just Pod. Thank you so much and see you next week.